That's all that matters. Um, I guess we got to ask Steve, what's your brown tonight? Yeah, designer girl, what are you rocking? Yeah, what are you drinking? Um, so I'm drinking um, water. <gasps> I knew it. Because we're pregnant. chapter closes another chapter opens best of luck to you we think you'll do great (laughs) thank you thank you i got two topics to discuss today depending on who wants to go first one was the original topic we were going to discuss was how does the fire affect wine production just because you have some uh information in that particular area that that's in your day jobs wheelhouse but I also know based on Instagram photos that the two of you like to populate the wine country or at least until recent recently (laughs) the other is I would like to know from designer girl whether or not there is a confirmation of life under quarantine if you're looking around your house and you finally come to the realization, I hate that fucking rug, is it time to upgrade? And because of that, has your business spiked? Those are the two topics that I would like to jump into today. So fielder's choice, whatever you guys want to run. But those are the two things yeah. that I'm interested in talking about. All right. Maybe uh, designer girl will go first so I can uh, sneak off and go to bed. But um uh... Yes, people are home. People are not taking vacations. So they're looking around their house and thinking about projects that they want to do. It's incredible how quickly people move and make decisions. You know, I'll go out for a consultation and I'll, you know, take a couple of days to send my proposal and I'll hear back right away. Great. When can we start? You know, it's people wanting to redo their kitchen wanting to just get some accessories. Like they never really finished a room or now they need to turn their dining room into an office or, you know, repurpose some room in their house to make it work. So yes, been getting a ton of phone calls and clients because of that. But the really interesting thing is because of COVID, all the factories shut down. So the delay in actually getting furniture or rugs or even like cabinets produced it has taken double the time that it normally would mm-hmm. because there is an inventory. So we're lucky if there is inventory, but it takes longer because I have to check on that. And it's not just like point and click, like normal to make orders happen. So <clears throat> yes, it's very different in COVID, but people want to move. So kind of like I want to take a a bit of a step back and kind of relax a little bit because I'm working from home and I don't really want to like be in the the rat race like I was like we were saying COVID has definitely slowed life life for sure but I feel like I can't really do that because I have people calling me all the time Mm -hmm. wanting to set up appointments and get work done so it's it's a balance so I've learned to tell people like okay I'll get back to you in a week 
where I would have just said, okay, yeah, let's talk in a couple days. Now it's like, okay, no, like pump the brakes. Let's make sure that I don't go crazy. Cause also with being pregnant, like I've been taking naps during the day, which <laughs> it's been really nice. So I don't want to sacrifice that part of it, but. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, also you um, paint people wanting oh, yeah. to change color in their house. I think probably obviously there's accessories and there's, you know, finishing this and adding that. But I think truthfully, I think it comes down to a lot of people sitting in rooms and going, I don't like this paint color. Like, I think that is like just the root of, you know, if you want to change your mood or change your feeling of a room, the easiest thing to do is to put paint on, on, on the walls. And yeah, so that, that seems like the biggest one. Painters and contractors are slammed. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm a little bit surprised at that though, because I'm surprised people want to have people in their working in their homes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, we, <clears throat> we discuss ways around it. So okay. like if we are doing like a master bathroom, there's usually a, a sliding glass door that they can go in mm-hmm. to work. Like they don't have to traipse through the whole house, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we usually put up barriers when we're working in people's homes because we don't want the dust going everywhere. So that really hasn't changed too much. We're doing uh, a kitchen in a $4 million house and we put up a big plastic shield mm-hmm. basically to block off the space and it works well. So, I mean, but I could also see the other side of it because I know we're home all the time and we still have things to finish and yeah. we've accomplished a lot being home. And, you know, putting, getting more furniture or accessories or pendants and, you know, things like that. So. It was exciting. Well, you say exciting loosely because you know everything that's happening and there's tons of unemployment and restaurants are closed and there's a number of people Mm -hmm. whose livelihoods have effectively dried up. But taking all of that into account without sounding morbid, there is a very strong curiosity as to what types of businesses in this awful environment have thrived. Obviously tech. anybody doing e-commerce is. Well, yeah. So tech, I mean, you go straight word is tech. So the Bay area and tech has done very well. Well, so absolutely. That- absolutely. Tech number one, because tech is done from the home, but the idea mm-hmm. that uh, childcare services is through the roof. Like we mm-hmm. brought in somebody to help with the kids. And it was a scrape to get her because that's in high demand. So all of a sudden, if you're a tutor or a au pair or or a nanny, I mean, that, that is now in high demand. Uh, Interior design services are in high demand, painting, carpentry, all that stuff is all of a sudden, boom. And you're Mm -hmm. thinking to yourself, all right, so the scales tend to balance in these situations. So the restaurant workers, not, having a good time, but a painter is living his best life right now. Those are, those are things that make me curious about the free hand of the market, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, if you go look at like, Oh nine, go back, go back then. Was, was construction doing well, dude, it got crushed. I mean, it, it button it up, stop where you are. Don't do any more work. Uh, The firm that I worked for went for, from four employees to me, like I was the intern and they had me doing some crazy stuff that I hadn't done before. Cause that was cheap labor. And it was the two principals. Good experience so, for you though. Huge. 
amazing. Huge. But you see where we were with the housing crisis and now where we are with this pandemic. It's super interesting. So you have this this influx, as you, as you kind of allude to, then where, um, you know, there are areas of business that are thriving. I mean, if you think about, you know, there is, yes, Uber is not doing well, but Uber Eats is, yeah. or... Now, like that, that structure. That's, that's where I was going. Yeah. Is food it's, delivery all of a sudden is off the charts? Which we would always be like, "That's dumb." I'll go do my own grocery <laughs> shopping. Like, well, dude, you're going to deliver it to me? Sure. I mean, here's the thing: Do you subscribe to a food service delivery? Do you have any? Do you do any? No. no. We do. We do imperfect produce. So it's the. Uh, okay. It's smaller produce. So when you go to the grocery store and you pick up an onion, it's this big. It's it's the size of an, a large apple. Well, if you do imperfect produce, it's the size of a, a, um, a clementine. And why is that good? We're two people. Yeah. You only need one clementine mm-hmm. onion. Not <laughs> one feeds four people. So there is a structural sense that like there is a positive benefit to dealing with imperfect imperfect produce. And this is one where it's also like, it's not damaged. It's just all like long shape. Shape in, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yeah. Like you're paying, you're paying a fraction of what your normal cost. When you go to the grocery store and you really start adding up what your costs are for produce, it's astronomical. Like it is terrible how much produce is. So that's just one example where like you have, um, a need and it's being filled by something and it's, and it's actually, it's positive in the environment. It's cutting down on food waste. It's got these all positive to it. I only add on another one. You know, if you've ever subscribed to the, uh, the, the prepared, you know, meal plans, such as, mm-hmm. you know, there's HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Blue Apron, mm-hmm. common out there. And then there's a bunch of other ones. And so like they've started small, been, been and bought by PE firms and now they are blowing up. They are blowing up. They are selling out. They don't have like this meal to that meal. They've expanded their overall meals to from having only three to having 10 yeah. options. Like home and chef so it, and stuff. Yeah. Another one. And, and why? Well, if you think about it, if I'm home, I'll cook something and I don't want to buy all the other stuff that goes with it. So if I want to make a Chinese food dinner, I got to go to the grocery store. I'm going to spend 50 bucks and I'm going to buy a giant, you know, 12 ounce thing of hoisin sauce when it only calls for a half ounce. And, and that's just simply, so it already has a portion. doesn't keep up fresh in the uh, room or refrigerator. And it just becomes a simple kind of structure. So those businesses are ones that are thriving, you know, while call it, you know, there are areas where it is not going to happen. And it's sad that like the amount of restaurants are really going to be hurt the most. I mean, that is probably pretty much what's being hit the hardest um, is the restaurant business. Yeah. I think that's worth noting. And you want to take a moment for the people in the restaurant business, because there is still takeout, but servers have a specific place in society in terms of the type of demographic that ends up being a a waiter or a waitress. I I come back to the other areas that are fascinating to me. So I, while, while you were talking about, I looked up something. So Etsy, Etsy by itself is taken off. I mean, their, their stock has taken a spike. All of these people that are taking advantage of being at home and looking for mail-in solutions, they sold over 12 million face masks with sellers collecting roughly 133 million 
And KeyBank, which is a, a firm that they went to for research on this, says that the mask business could approach $9 billion. And nobody saw that coming. Well, it's, you got to fill it somewhere out of nowhere. Well, these people on Etsy are pivoting. Like, they've never made a mask before. No. They're figuring out how to make money in the pandemic, which is amazing. Because there, there are so many people, like servers, people in the restaurant industry, that might Side not hustle. be, they might not be able to pivot, you know, but yeah, hopefully they're doing something mm-hmm. on like whatever, but you got yeah. a sewing machine, you can make a mask. So there are oh, latent skills that can be flipped, at least in a time of crisis like this. The second one that was interesting to me because it affects General Tizzo and I specifically is we're in a bit of an arms race to build our garage gym. You cannot get gym equipment no. to save your life. So. I, now you brought it up earlier in our conversation. I'm not allowed to go outside because my air quality is unhelpful or extremely unhelpful. And, um, for I, my normal routine every day is to go for walks and runs. So, I mean, every day is at least a walk or at least a run, maybe two, you know, two miles at the minimum three, four, you know, just, just something, get the blood moving, get, start your day, get the sweat out, you know, and then move on. Um, today, I can't do anything. So this week has been just terrible. So I'm literally, here's my wallet. Take out as much as money as you want. I need to get a, a bicycle. So I'm actually, I got an appointment on Sunday at 11 before Champions League to go down to a spot that has uh, cycles. And so we'll, I'm going to pick up a cycle. I mean, it'll be, you know, a thousand to 1500 bucks. And, but to that point is, that's what it costs to do business right now because I've looked at other models out there with other manufacturers and I've called them and their lead time is 60 business days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really bad. Well, Costco just had something recently, uh, like a bike that they were, it was, it looked like a Peloton kind of, you know, big screen or whatnot. And they were promoting it at our Costco. So I don't know if you've tried your Costco or not, but yeah, find it wherever you can. So I, I looked up something else while you were talking. Gym equipment has a 300% growth spike in 10 weeks because all the gyms are shuttered. I've spent two grand and I'm sure our mutual friend has spent 50% more than that. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're collecting gym equipment because we're working out at home. Yeah, well, you know, but the you're also not paying for your monthly fee either. So you're collecting in some ways. So in some ways- It amortizes it. itself out over about 10, 12 months, yeah. Yeah, you look at it, 12 months, like I got now I got it in my backyard. So will there be gyms in the future? Well, so we were talking about this. It's like these gyms are sitting idle with all the gym equipment. Like, why aren't they renting out the gym equipment? I don't know why that doesn't make, it makes perfect sense right? to me in my brain. Like, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I could rent this for, you know, my $60, $70 a, a you it's know. It's a very smart idea because right now they're collecting cobwebs and all the gyms mm-hmm. in Arizona are picking fights with the governor. So they're filing lawsuits. Yeah, they are. Making I'm going to open, I'm going to do my thing and know you're getting fined and you're getting closed. That's how it's going to yeah. go. So one of them opened last week and the cops showed mm-hmm. up with a writ that made them lock their doors. And then the number yep. one gym in the state, which has about 13 locations, said, we can't get an answer from the Department of Health, so we're opening on Monday. And that can well, end up yeah. a debacle as and well. That, and that's the interesting thing, too, because the probably the director of the health department has quit because they can't stand the amount of heat that they've been able to take on for people wearing damn masks because someone politicized it. That's the reality. If you look at the amount of people who've quit who are health directors or so forth in each county and so forth, 
the amount of quit is, is insane um, because they can't stand the amount of people out there that um, they just can't stand the stress. Complain it's not about supposed to be basic biology because the virus doesn't care who you voted for. No, it doesn't, but some people believe so. But he went back to the gym one time once it, when it was open, wore a mask, went in, supposedly the, they were supposed to follow by the, you know, the mandate for the masks. No temperature Not checks. one person. They I, send out I, an email saying, oh, we have all these guidelines in place. Right. We're hiring a, a health fitness consultancy firm to make sure that we're compliant. I went in one time. I didn't get a temperature check. I didn't get anybody doing anything that I was aware of. Even the kids center was back to normal. And no nobody masks. on the treadmills the had masks center. on. Yeah, I, I get it. We're in a red state. The marketing does not fit the performance of the branches. And I am not an overly, I'm not overly susceptible to the hype around masks. Even I was nervous walking into this place because there's this guy's coughing and, you know, wiping their nose. And it's like those, that's normal gym behavior. So at some point you're like, okay, there's fans blowing everywhere and there's not a lot of windows open because it's Arizona in the summertime. And so you look at what the science says about viral load in poorly ventilated areas. And that place to me was a death trap. And so there we sterilize like, no dude, you got fans blowing that thing everywhere. And then when they had to, they were told they had to shut down. They're doing an interview and you can see the people in the background and nobody has any masks. None of them had a mask on. What does that tell you? What bothers us the most, at least it bothers me, is when my eight-year-old looks at the television and goes, I thought we were supposed to wear masks. Yeah. I go, yeah, buddy. Well, welcome to life. Yeah. The smart ones do. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was it was interesting. And, and so I've always looked at it as being, you know, it seems like a good annuity business. You kind of lock people in for a period of time. And owners, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the amount of money that, you know, people don't cancel on a certain rate and you keep up on your growth and, you know, your CapEx is high at the beginning, but it kind of works itself out, you know, over time. And so it, it, it's a pretty lucrative kind of business structure, yeah. which is why a lot of, Look, all gyms For are the most part. Pee. That stuff doesn't break. You, what, I mean, yeah. What, what is a what is a weight plate amortize at over time? I mean, that, yeah, exactly. Versus like you know the cycles and so forth. But I mean, you get your usage out of your equipment over time, and so like, I mean, you got to look at. It. I mean, like, what's a gym membership? Rarely are they below fifty dollars a month. I mean, you have some gyms out there that are. This is true, but lots of times people want more exclusivity to it you know like you know you, you got to have like something a little more bells and whistles i gotta gotta have a sauna i gotta get like this the day mm-hmm. well, you, you know what i mean a minimum of about 400 bucks a year right a year and so, so like 400 remember. bucks you add it up whatever i know that you know 24 hour fitness is filed uh chapter 11 i think gold yeah, and how chapter rent? um no well they they don't own their properties either so it's like you gotta look at the high cost of that so what I have seen, though, too, is to your point, is that people will adapt, build their own gyms, which is what brings us full circle. And I don't know if they're going to have gym memberships in the future when they finally do reopen. Because oh, we're going to cancel here's the truth. Well, I, I haven't canceled mine because I'm not being charged it yet mm-hmm. either. So it doesn't really cost me anything. And here's the sad thing. I'm a guy that has two gym memberships. And so, like, I have one that is so cheap that I just... $12 a year. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do I care? Like, no big deal. 
And so then I have other ones that are like more expensive, but they're more my bells and whistles than the ones I use. I'll be honest, like if you can build a gym that kind of accomplishes what you want, why have a gym membership? They're just not worth it. Like, all right, if I had a so much dollar a month gym membership, I would probably keep that thing going in perpetuity. Yeah, just yeah. because. Just for the cost of a sandwich, I have a gym membership. Just you know. Yes, my mother had one that was two dollars a month. My parents too. It took her over a year to finally get them to cancel it because the guy on the end of the phone goes, "I'm not canceling this for you. <laughs> I don't care. I don't I'll care pay if you want to cancel. Uh-huh. I think that is ridiculous." What gym was it to? Dollars. Probably twenty four. Uh, Time it was 24 hour fitness. Yeah, and she finally canceled it. She goes, No, $24 is too much money for me a year. What gym is the $15 one? 24. Were you 24 24 gym? Yeah, I'm exaggerating, it's not 12, but it's some astronomically low number. Like, I I pay it's it's I have a membership of four that I kept. It's $149 a year. I'll do it. I may, I may re up it. You never know what, if they're going to. Yeah. You, you never know if they're going to reopen a location in Phoenix. I don't know. Well, yeah, that was the problem, too. And in the, in the chapter 11, when they announced it, dude, they did say that they were going to close some of their locations. And one of the locations was by my office. And I'm not going back to my office anytime soon. So, or, like, look, everyone has a right. situation. We have to look beyond this to see what kind of what the next 12 to 18 months look like. And we don't really know necessarily what that is, but, um, not going back to the office, but me going back to the office. Oh, that's been nice with this whole thing. I ain't going back. Everyone asks, so when do you think you're going back to the office? July at best period. I mean, if you don't have to, why not? Not gonna. When yeah, was the last like- time we were there? I had to, <laughs> We refinanced the house, and so my mortgage docs were at the were at the office. So I had to go pick them up. Is anyone else going in or no? No. In in for for my institution, um, they were allowing access up to a certain point. And I think, as for many institutions out there, the liability of cleaning and so forth had superseded the actual need to enter the office. In that they feel that like. If you don't need to be there, don't go in. So there, there's a number of thought leaders that talk about the pandemic as an accelerant. So you think about how education all of a sudden had to jump on video conferencing. You think about how certain industries jumped forward 10 years. Yep. A lot of people like to bring up Lenin's quote, nothing happens for decades and then decades happen in weeks. You know? So yes. the point that I'm getting at is... Peter Drucker said, one day we'll look at buildings the way we look at them in post-apocalyptic thrillers. They'll be covered in vines and they'll be useless. And we'll look at office buildings and they'll be turned into museums and we'll say, ah, yes, that was the working man once upon a time. What you're telling me is that at least based on the workflows that you need to do your job, do you need to be in human contact for most of what you're doing? I will say that, no, I think eventually we will migrate back. I don't know what that looks like though. I say that, I don't know if we'll be back 40 hours a week working in an office. Maybe it's more kind of a reduced schedule where you come in Tuesdays and Thursdays or you know whatever it be. Uh, the amount of office space I don't think is required anymore in the working space. I think a lot of jobs, 
If you found to be able to work from home, work from home. You know, we can talk about that all day. Um, there will be changes in the office space going forward. I don't really know what they'll look like, but we'll definitely have a change of what the overall landscape looks like. So it looks like someone's fading. Perhaps she wants to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you guys. Good to see you too. All right, guys. Okay. All right. Good, good night. night. Nice to see you. Good to see you. You too. Congratulations again. Thank you. Love it. You want to keep talking? Oh, no. I'm going to probably go to bed. Yeah, you're going to pass out too. So I want to save our winery talk for us. So this this was wonderful. This was a pleasant surprise. Good deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did do a little bit of kind of digging around it get the terminology out there on what happens to one. So we can talk about that later. Um, the fires are going to burn for a couple more days, so we can probably reschedule. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here, dude. Why do you want to do it? He has one. I know he right? does. That's why we're talking. You have an apple. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Friend. Did you get the Samsung one or what'd you yeah, get? Yeah, this is the gear. Oh. But I thought you were a Apple guy. You went with, are you over on the dark side? I'm, I, I have Apple stock, so I'm not really a, I don't play sides. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was, uh, my six cracked and then it broke again. And we were at the point where I couldn't salvage the six and make it live on any longer. So I talked to the IT guys and I said, what can I get? And they said, well, we'll give you 300 bucks. After that, it's up to you. So mm-hmm. the newest iPhone was somewhere in the $800 range. Yeah, so I was bad. interested in paying 500 bucks for a phone. So I said, not interested. Uh, and then I thought there is a rumor that the 12 is going to be 5G. But so far, Apple has stayed away from 5G. No, they have to. Like, there's no way Apple, look, Apple will be, will be shooting themselves in the foot because they didn't do it with the 11 on, on turn anyways. Right. So... There's no reason they wouldn't. So my my prediction is is that they will definitely um, have five G. I mean, if you think about the way things are going right now, regardless of um, what bandwidth people, like places can take, it only makes sense. So I can't see this is the this is the LG, and it was the cheapest. 5G option in Verizon's catalog. So it's the V60 LG. And there's really only one spot in this area. It's downtown Phoenix. It's right by the uh, right by the stadium or ballpark where we went. That's uh, the only place that has a tiny 5G bubble for testing. And then it's probably going to spread to Bill Gates's little experiment in Tolleson and then it'll it'll move its way around. But it was the only 5G phone available, and it was only 450 bucks. So I, I owe my company 150 bucks to keep it, and I didn't want to wait for the next iPhone, which could be who knows how much. So that was the reason I switched over. It has nothing to well, do I, with loyalty to a particular technology. I, I wanted well, to see what 5G was like. I don't know. I, I like how Apple is. I like how it, it just kind of works seamlessly with all my devices. So I don't know. I'm not about to switch because of the iPads and the watch and all that other stuff. So I guess I have this sense of brand brand loyalty to their product. And I'm, I want to be fair because there is innovation on both sides. But if you think about user innovation, there's some things that Android does that are really unique that Apple doesn't have yet. But in terms mm-hmm. of elegant design, 
Apple is so much cleaner. It's so much oh. nicer. It's so much more intuitive. And then while you're using it, you think, oh, that's the way that's supposed to work. But then you, you work with some of the things in Android and you go, oh, that's why can't Apple do that? Like that's really, that's kind of the, I'm pretty sure that that's the majority of the, at least the American experience is Americans that use Android go, this is so awesome. Why can't Apple do this? And that's probably the reason they're doing Android. So I can think of two specific examples. So you've got your little red icons that tell you a number, right? Which means you have so many notifications. Yeah, so yeah. If I hold on the app, and it's not going to be easy for you to see, so I'll have to show you some other way. But when you hold on the app, a little thing pops up on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you see it? Okay. Yeah, I see it. What does that tell me? That little thing lets you swipe away the notifications. They're gone. Yeah, because they did do something on the new upgrade, too, where you can hold on to it. They did something not necessarily in the notification. They did it with the navigation. So... You can hold on to it. And now if you're in there, you could share the app, edit the home screen, view the calendar, you know, new email. So in the sense that like it gives a shortcut, which is what you're doing, you're just only specifically driving to that notification. This is more broadly looking at, do I want to just open it, open a new event or open a calendar, you know what I mean? And and to see what's going on. So they've done some things. But I get your point where it's like, I would like, and this would be my screen where, you know, down below where it says no upcoming event and more has to do with calendar notification. But yeah. it would be nice if Apple said, these are your 13 emails that you haven't read or something like that. And it doesn't give me that. And so that's right. to your point where you're like, why didn't you there just is in a ton of customization? Like I can limit every single function on the phone. So when an app pops up and says this app would like to use X, mm-hmm. there's 11 things I got to say no to. And some people would say that's annoying, but not to me because it allows me to customize exactly what an app's going to grab on a given basis. What I remember from Apple is Apple goes, is this cool or not? It's like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm cool with you knowing where I am. I'm not cool with you accessing my camera and my microphone. So what are we talking about here? Well, yeah. The Android operating system allows you to parcel that in, in granular terms. Yeah. I, think, then, I think that would actually be a lot nicer. The thing that I've loved for the last itemize. 12 years is the swiping keyboard. I think you can do that on the watch. So that's got to be a patent issue. Swiping keyboard. No, yeah, they have it with the phone. Draw over the keyboard yeah. and spell something? Yeah, you can do that with the iPhone now. That was in a latest upgrade. Okay. So the iPhone allows it. The problem is our muscle memory is so accustomed to different ways that we do things. And that's something that the Samsung and LG has had for a long time in its function. But when you come to Apple, it was only recently with the last um, OS update that they allowed for that. Here's the thing. If you're not used to using it, you don't want to do it. It's the same thing. Like, how long did it take people with a BlackBerry to quit using a BlackBerry? Dude, they were still the... I mean, even if you go back three, four years, it's just... They still were, like, never going to drop it. I think it comes down to personal preference and habit a lot of times in kind of your social device. And to your point though, a lot of times it comes down to, we have the device that fits our life. And so if it is what it is, is is how big this damn thing is. Like I got small hands granted, but really look at this. You know, bigger than my hand, man. 
Yeah. I, All right. I, here's, I, here's a better indication. Look, here's here's yeah. the drink. Yeah. See, that's, way that's, bigger than a... Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's good, too big. Oh, so what is this? This is an 8? A 10. Here's it. This is... And she's got the a same 10. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same phone I have. So you're, you're comparing that. Yes, that's exact. That's too big, dude. It doesn't fit in your pocket, bro. Like it's, it doesn't fit in the center console in the car. Like it's stupid. Well, so I had a, I had a fun conversation with Auntie Daz last night where I said, I got a watch and she's all jazzed about the watch. And she said, why do you love it? And I said, well, honestly, two reasons. One is it's actually very, there's a novelty to it. It's very cool to be able to access the, the key functions that I want at any time. So weather, mm -hmm. calendar, alarm, timer, reminders, Fitness. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of bitching. Like I did whenever I want, I can just, I can set a reminder. I can set a timer. I can check out the weather. Like that's, that's kind of cool by itself. Yes. I said the reverse thing is a second order effect of I'm not doom scrolling on my phone and clicking on seven different apps and spending an hour on my phone. <laughs> and that's when her face lit up and she pointed at me and she went, exactly. She said, we got one of those screen time reports. And after I got my watch, I reduced my screen time by 70%. Oh, that okay. is fascinating. Well, I find that that's important um you get stuck on linkedin you get stuck on instagram facebook oh, pinterest twitter like people get stuck <laughs> on that stuff and you just start scrolling and before you know it like eventually you oh, run out of it you never run out of those feeds no 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 you'll still you'll you'll be in it for 10 minutes and all of a sudden you found somebody posted something four hours ago and you're like well how the hell did this get here oh thanks algorithm totally agree um for me, why do I have an electronic device attached to my wrist? Like flat out. One, I live with my phone on vibrate and I never have it on any kind of chime. So if someone calls me, I would miss calls all the time. Like I just, I don't pay attention. Like I just don't. I'm not saying I don't want to talk to you. I'm not going to say I'm not going to answer whether you're a telemarketer or my mother. Like, look. I'm just not going to be around my phone and I'm not going to turn my phone off in the sense of me hearing it. The watch has dread. Oh, I should pick up my phone right now or so-and-so is calling me. And so that's actually pretty good. The second directions where, you know, you're driving somewhere. I'm still kind of new to the area that I live in, believe it or not. Like I don't drive that much. I don't like to. SoCal, Dude, I don't need anything. Like I know my that like the back of my at least I used to. I I knew SoCal like the back of my hand. It made no difference where I was. I didn't need to have directions. With the watch, it notifies me when turns are coming up and everything else, so I don't have to look at a phone. I think that's a safety factor. The other is is like the messaging, the notifications, everything. I don't use my phone as much as like this pit of social media and notification and trying to keep up to things anymore like i don't know if it just got old or i got old um oh. i just didn't care i think i think it just didn't care anymore like it just didn't need to be a function of my life so think about um because you reminded me of something that made me laugh today we got a very funny text message about a halloween costume today oh we did that popped I up it. i scrolled through it on my phone i laughed i kept driving yeah. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was wonderful. I didn't have to bring out a device. I didn't have to worry about flipping through menus. It was just, it popped up on the phone. I looked at it. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I went on with my life. That is what I'm finding the value in. And because I was skeptical of the watch, I was borderline against it. Because what I said is, it just touched your phone. So you now got two devices. Now you're now slave to two devices. And then yep. what Daz told me on Thursday is, no, there are watches that have cellular service, so you don't need a phone at all. Yes. And at Mine that does. point, I was like, oh, I wish I had known that three months ago. The red dot, it is all I need. I don't need That's that it. anymore. That being said, though, I go for runs. This thing tracks all my movement. I don't have that cellular service turned on. It's like a $10 a month fee. Yeah. Uh, I just have it. Because I wanted to know it's a big deal. I would be perfectly happy with, does it have Uber and Lyft on it? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's all I need. So I did a a full audit because I was thinking about going back to a flip phone. The only (laughs) thing that I need is Lyft because that's the only app that I require that doesn't get satisfied on my iPad. So a watch and an iPad, based on what you're saying, is my existence. Do you need a phone? Yeah. You, no, you're, you're good. That you need some kind of Bluetooth device to connect you to the wrist, right? Because you're not going to do this, right? You're not going to. You're not going to do the 1960s spy well, tone. I'll be honest. I catch phone. I catch calls all the time on my watch. I'll be like cooking in the barbecue. Phone's inside. I'll be like, click it. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm on my watch right now. So if you don't hear me, whatever. You know what's weird though? It's talking like this for a while. Like you're like, wow, I'm getting tired of talking like this. That's, like, that's yeah. It's kind of like I didn't realize me holding my watch up to my mouth was really weird. And it is actually. But no, you can get away with it. You can get away with, hey, let me call you back later. I'm actually talking on my watch. I'll call you. But yes, you totally can get away with it. I think they're great. You haven't even touched the surface of the health factor that a watch opens up you know whether you want to talk about apple's new ekg and you know different other kind of steps and all that well the step would be one thing believe it or not movement is great no matter how you want to categorize it in steps in standing in uh exercise um in overall amount of calories burned even today i think it actually plays a bigger part in our world with the amount of time we're stuck at home and we're not going anywhere. I know uh, Coventry, he would say that like he would leave his desk just to go for walks around the office because he would do 10,000 steps in his office. I'm a fan of that. Hit your 10,000. That's great. When you live at home and work at home, dude, you're barely able to crack 4,000. Like it's hard to do that. Like it's tough to do. We're creatures of comfort, and so we will find ourselves sitting and cranking as long as we can until basically our brain oh, real. Yeah. The watch activates our impulses to move, to exercise, and tracks it too to have certain kind of personal goals that go with it. And so that aspect, I think, has been really, really revolutionary. If you look at purchasing stock in companies that are out there right now, I think, you know, the fruit is one of the best ones to, to play a market into. I mean, well, I'm already kids, in. kids working at home, 
Make I'm already out. in. I'm bought. thinking about throwing another couple grand at it before it splits. iPad sales are through the roof right now. They're terrible. Like, it's insane. I mean, it is also the largest company in the world. There's another part that I really like about it. Okay. Oh, now I got it. What do you like about that? Yeah, so look at that. Oh, yeah, you can change the face. So the thing about the Apple Watch that I don't like is the square, because this this could pass as a normal watch from far away. They've done them well. They've done well with the design. I agree. I agree. I think the square kind of makes you boxy. Nothing bites boxy. That, like you look at that from far away, that thing's bitching. Yeah. That, you know what that, that looks like? The Rolex Daytona. So I keep, I keep something like that just because from far away, you can't tell. You know it's digital. But the whole idea that this looks like a watch is the part that excites me because yeah, you got a computer on your wrist. That's awesome. You know, this, this still has a functional feeling of, I'm not above saying that a watch is a status symbol. All right. Like, let's just break it down. Like why are there Rolex? Like, well, so what it tells time. So what it tells time without a battery, like what does that really matter? It still sucks because you have to wind it all the time. You have to either get a winder for it or you got to wear it every day. Like that's basically your options. Like you don't have those or I'm sorry, you have a third option. You put it on, you got to set the time every day. And depending on how long it's been since the last time you wore it, you're going to have to reset all the days, all the time and set it to exactly where you're at. And it's a giant pain in the ass. So I paid this exuberant amount of money of $5,000, dollars $30,000 for this watch. And yet it doesn't do what I want it to do in that tell time when I put it on, I have to do something to get there. It costs eight bucks to tell time. And if you really, really think about it, it costs nothing because you was already on your phone. But still it's a status symbol. Even if you break down the fact is that like someone doesn't wear a watch. I find it really hard to find a CEO who doesn't wear a watch. I challenge you to find one. It's, I don't it's think so. functional jewelry, but the idea is the it, watch face says something about it, you. If it's simple, it says that you can't be bothered. If it's a chronograph, it says you like to know what's going on with everything all the time. So there are elements of personality that are reflected in the watch. And then, of course, there's brand choice regarding how you view the world. Um, in terms of fashion, we think about this now because... When you meet somebody at an exhibition or a seminar or a public event, a visible public event, there's a couple of things that you always look at. You look at somebody's personal hygiene. Did they shave? Because that says something about them. You look at whether or not they did anything with their hair. Again, that says something about them. Do they bother? That's still like, are you balding in care or are you right. product or not? You know, are you, some, some people are ugly. There's nothing they can do about that. But they're, what, what do they have control over? They have control over their hair. They have control over whether or not to shave their face. The third thing that I look at is this little ring right here that usually goes around some method of collar adjustment. So it could be a tie. It could be whether or not they have collars that are curled up, whether or not they have collars that are straight. What, what have they done with their neck is usually the next thing I look at. 
And that also says something about the person. You can be casual and be crisp and straight and on point. Like you can have collars that are bam, razor sharp without a tie. Do they have an undershirt? Do they have chest hair? Do they, you know, little things like that. And then you look at whether or not they shine their shoes. And then you look at the watch. You also look at like, are you wearing a custom shirt? or Are you wearing just a regular off the rack shirt? That's also, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not I something think, that I personally look like, at, but yeah, it's critical. It's what, what, I, what is I look, it that you I want people to see? Critical shirts. Like I know I have custom shirts. I have, you know, embroidered shirts. I have like shirts that are like, okay. And it does tell a lot about someone. Like, I'm not kidding. Like if you find that someone has these custard embroidered shirts with, then you get down to like the cuffs and different other things. I'm like, wow. Well, watch you wearing. Yep. Right. So there, there is a, there's a picture of the ensemble as to how somebody puts something together. Like, do you shine your shoes? Like, do you have a, an impeccable suit, good looking dude, coiffed hair and scuffed shoes? Like, no, man, you're not the complete package. If you have clean shaven or stubble with intent, you did something with your hair and then you wear a Casio. Like there are certain elements that I think men look at that women don't and and someone's smiling at me right now, but there are certain things that I think men look at that women don't. Women obviously probably look at the cut of your suit. There are certain things that men look at in terms of what kind of person is this and are they aware of it? So what I liked about this is this looks like a regular watch to the uninitiated. And then it says a little bit more about what is it that you wear a watch for? The game is the game, man. You got to play. I think that's a fitting thing to end on. Congratulations, man. Good for you. I'm excited, dude. I'm really happy. Join the club. You're at the second or third inning of a wonderful game. I felt like I was missing something is that this is totally redundant in the sense of like, I did feel that like I was missing something. I felt like I was missing that need to go somewhere. And I, maybe that's just my personality. Like not everyone's going to say that and say like, Oh, well, that's what I'm looking for. But I would say that like, that was the one thing I felt like I was missing in the sense that like, I wanted a purpose to go somewhere else at this age. I've had a lot of fun. I've done the world. I've traveled it. I've seen things that most people haven't. I've had, a. I mean, I've had two careers in some ways or, chased one and failed and started a second and been successful. So, you know, in some ways it's like, you know, I'm kind of like looking for the next challenge. Most people dream about the amount of the world that you've seen. I'm lucky, man. Like I really am blessed. Like I did things and was lucky enough to do the things that I did, which was really good. I look forward to it. And I look forward to the next challenge. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. This place is dead anyway, man.